Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, um, open up your Bibles if you have them. How many of you brought your Bibles? To the book of Luke, Luke chapter 6. I want to pray right now because um, we're jumping into a new series today. And before I even jump into what we're teaching on, I want us to just pray. How many of you know you can't pray enough? (laughs) Yeah? Some of you are like, we've prayed 17 times today. Let's make it 18. Amen? I want to pray for open hearts. How many of you want an open heart today to receive what the Lord might say? Th- those of you that haven't slipped your hand up, I'm not judging you. I'm just going to pray harder for you right now. It was a joke. Don't feel condemned. But seriously, who wants to have open hearts today? Some of you are like, now I better lift my hand. Lord, it's come to this. <laughs> it's come to this, to receive your word today. And so I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you cultivate our heart you, you make us to be a people that are, have hearts that are full of good soil to receive a word. I pray that this word and the word in the weeks ahead would fall and it would take deep root. And so I pray distraction. I pray any, any other things that might want to speak against, they would just be silenced right now. We come into an agreement for what you're doing and what you're saying. Thank you for your presence. We love you, Lord. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you, Olivia, so much. I, I shared um, a couple of weeks ago, it's more than that probably now, forgive me for my time frame, but I just felt in my heart, um, it was on a Wednesday night prayer meeting, that the Lord was stirring um, a, a, a sense of revival. And if you have been at this church, if you know me, by the way, I'm JP, welcome, we're so glad you're here. Um, if you know me, I'm not one that has ever released that word in the close to seven years of our church. And I felt like the Lord said, like, it is a season, this was back in January, so this is a season where the Lord is building his bride. He's purifying his bride. He's getting his church ready for what he wants to do in and among us and for his return. How many of you know Jesus is returning? I can't wait. What a glorious day that'll be. Praise the Lord. But he's also got some work for us to do. He's got some things still he wants to do through people. And I, I just released that. And then, you know, lo and behold, what happened was we, we saw a stirring that took place down at Asbury University weeks later. And then there's been multiple things that have occurred. And um, I really believe that at this house, Oasis, um, revival isn't just going to be this thing where we pack this thing out, where there's stadiums filled. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily, that's not wrong. It's not bad. It's just, I don't know if that's the picture that the Lord put in my heart for what he's going to do in this house at Oasis. I believe what he wants to do in this house of Oasis is to make us steady. Did you hear me? To make us steady people that carry his kingdom every day. See, there's a difference when you come into a place where we say revival and it's like, oh, then it becomes an experience. I'm all for experiences. I have encounters with the Lord time and time and time again. 
But what I really believe the Lord is cultivating and calling us here at Oasis, and if you're visiting, we're so glad. Take this with you. Take this word. I believe it. But what he's cultivating us is to be a people that are steady carriers of his kingdom, that know him and live out what we know about him. Are you, are you tracking with me? Like, like there, there's a man that I, I actually read it last night. I was, I, was, I was sitting late last night. I was reading a book, and it was a quote um, from Simon Harkey, and I didn't even know that this man is from the 1800s. And I, and I think this quote in cap, in cap, cap, in cap, caps, praise the Lord. <laughs> in caps, in caps, covers. <laughs> yes, Lord, thank you. The call that I believe for our house, to be a house where we're not just having an experience of revival, but we live in a state of revival. Did you hear me? Where we live in a, in, a, in a posture that the kingdom of God is at hand and that every day he has something to do with us, for us, and in us. Can I get an amen? Like this is, this is the call that I think until the day he returns, he's equipping his church. This was, this was the quote, and this will lead me in. A state of constant revival is both possible and practical. And every Christian ought to constantly aim at it and pray for it. Wow, I love this. May God in his great mercy send us constant, ever-continuing, all-conquering revival. May the work commence and never cease until millennial glory shall beam upon us and the triumphant anthem roll over the whole earth. Are you hearing this? The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of the Lord and his Christ. Amen. That is the anthem, I believe, we want to hear in this house. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of the Lord and his Christ. And everyone says, that's the call for this house. If you call Oasis home, that's the call. That revival is every day. That we desire to live with Jesus every day. Are there valleys? Totally. Does he promise to walk you through them? Absolutely. Are the valleys great and equipping? Thousand percent. But I believe he's bringing us into a season, a place where we are people that aren't just looking for an experience, but are knowing him and know his ways. And when we know him and we serve him in his ways and know his kingdom, we get to see revival break out among us. So I'm setting us up because I'm going in. I felt the Lord over the last couple weeks as we're coming out of Easter, right? You know it's okay to worship as hard as you did last Sunday, this Sunday? You know it's okay to get dressed up and get a little more excited like I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You're like some of you. Like he's risen every day. Yeah? And so I just felt like where are we going, church? How do we equip what God wants to put in us? And he brought me back to, to a series that I, I taught in 2019, November 2019. Why do I remember that date? Because my ACL was blown out. <laughs> awesome. And so he took me back to that. And said, I want you to release this word to, to the church once again. And so this series is entitled Kingdom Economy. Kingdom Economy. Remember what I said. The state of living in a revival happens when we live under his dominion and authority. And his dominion and his authority have a certain way that his economy works. And we're going to talk about this this week. Over the next few weeks, we're going to dive into this conversation about generosity Please don't shut your ears off yet. 
We're gonna talk about what God's economy looks like when it comes to us as believers of Jesus Christ in our giving, in our generosity, in our finances. Oh, it's just another money guy, hear me. Prosperity gospel is not a good gospel, okay? Like, that's not what I'm preaching, okay? We'll get there. But I really believe the Lord, if we're going to be people that carry his presence, we have to understand how his kingdom works. And his kingdom talks a lot about this. And so, so I believe this church is strong in this. This church is very generous. And yes, maybe I'm talking specifically to, to monetary. Like if there's a need in the church, like we respond. Praise the Lord. But I'm going farther than just monetary at this. I'm talking about our hearts, being hearts full of generosity. When I talk about generosity or giving, immediately, what, what does your mind go to? Dollar bills, y'all. Yes? So now, right, if I talk about giving, if I talk about God's economy, you go to money. Can I tell you something? I talk, we talk, Becca just talked an amazing offering message, praise the Lord. We, we, we talk all the time about giving in this church, but not about money. I can't talk about Jesus without talking about giving. Did you hear me? I, I can't talk about, about strengthening like your heart without giving. I can't, right? Like, I can't talk about Jesus without talking about giving. He gave everything, yes? And so giving in this whole, this whole framework of this series is, I'm just, I'm just building us up here, is to go like, I'm not just talking about money. And if you hear that, please hear me once again. God is interested in your heart being filled with generosity. It's the kingdom. The kingdom of God is of one of being generous. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? It says, for God so loved the world that he what? That he what? He gave. It's the kingdom of God. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning. It says, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for the food. God gave his son, God has given us resources, God has given us access back to him. He's a giving God. Anybody thankful that he's a giving God? Come on, you all should praise the Lord for that. He's a giving God. So we're gonna dive into what it looks like in the kingdom of God's economy when it comes to our resources, our finances, our money, yes, but our heart. Like, like scripture talks a lot about this specifically about giving and about money. We're, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna go at that thing, so I'm not gonna tell you when, because some of you are like, I don't, I'm not coming. <laughs> we'll see. But do you know there's over 500 verses in the Bible concerning uh, prayer? 500 verses in the Bible concerning faith? How many of you know those are good verses? Did you know there's over 2,000 verses in the Bible on the subject of money and possessions? <laughs> I think he wants us to get it. I think he has something to, for us to say. You with me? Like, this is important. Jesus talks about giving and resources and finances, 16 out of the 38 parables that he shares. This is important to him. He wants us to understand how to handle our lives with generosity, how to handle our money. Because where your treasure is, right, there's your heart. Where you put your, your resourcing into, that will show what you believe in. Your money, your generous heart reveals your priorities. It reveals your affections. Are you with me? It reveals your loyalties. Some of you are like, no way. Okay, 
I know some of you, I'm not going to call you out, invested in some really interesting investments. <laughs> you probably, okay, let me come to JP. I invested in some really interesting investments over the last two years. I never had apps on my phone of any type of investment. I have a money guy. I have my, what's that called, a money guy? It's a financial planner in Jesus' name. He's planning something for me and Rach in Jesus' name. I don't know. I never in my life have had an app. But the moment I gave my resources to something, guess what I downloaded? Six apps. And guess what I'm doing? Checking all day long. Anybody else ever been there? Like you, 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 you with me, you guys look mad. Like where you put your treasure, it will reveal your affections and your loyalty. And the kingdom of God is one of saying to us, let's be people of deep generosity. You want to see like a move of God? We have to have a heart full of generosity. It's the call for us. I really believe when we catch this, we will see our marriages transformed. Some of you married couples, generosity is the root issue of a lack of joy in your marriage. It's been there for Rach and I. Generosity will heal our, will heal our families. Generosity will bring us closer together as a church and as a body. Generosity will impact our city. Are you, are you with me? It is a generous heart that moves the heart of God. Like, I can say that about our marriage because I have watched when I have withheld a generous heart towards Rachel, the outcome is no bueno. Oh, I might think I'm in the right. <laughs> I might think that I'm, I'm going to win this thing. I'm going to do this. I'm a man. Like, it's not good. <laughs> right? But God really wants to break that spirit that is looming over the body of Christ. Where it's like, I have to hold, I have to hoard, I have to keep. And the Lord is saying, no, for us to see a move of God, right? Acts, the New Testament church, God's spirit poured out. A move of God happened. Why? It said there wasn't a single need among the body of Christ. People were full of his spirit and full of generosity. And so please, don't shut the Holy Spirit off in this one. Please. Because I'm telling you, this is a transformative series. The enemy of your soul will want to keep you from listening to this. Come on, how many of you, when you heard the, maybe I shouldn't have you hand, raise your hand. When you hear about finances and resources and generosity, you get that picture of that TV evangelist guy. Not all bad. Right? You get the weird, like, oh, the kingdom of God is not weird like that. Amen? Don't let the enemy of your soul tell you not to listen because you might have come from a denomination or a background or an experience where it was, it, was, it, was, it was rough. Hear me, I really believe the Lord's realigning our hearts to be people that are full of generosity. Regardless of what our experience has been or what we've heard, I really believe in my heart, I'm speaking this prophetically, he wants to overwhelm that thing in our minds and in our hearts today. This series is not about you getting rich. So you're not gonna leave. Well, maybe some of you, if you do, tithe. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm not, actually. Because <laughs> we'll get there in the coming weeks. This is not about you getting rich. This is not about like, a, oh, if I do A plus B equals C. That's not about this. Right? You hearing me? It's about getting rich in your soul. 
It's like you becoming more like Jesus, us becoming more like Jesus. Jesus was the most generous person in the whole world. It's about that. That's what his kingdom economy is about, about us becoming people that just give our lives. It's the way his kingdom works. This is not about us expanding our finances as a church. We're doing fine. We're doing just fine. This is his church. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. Never been. I'm not at the end of this series going to be like, all right, church, it's time to give a special gift to the Lord. No. <laughs> Tithe. Give offerings. Show up to. This isn't about that. This is about you. This is about us carrying what he's called us to carry. This is biblical truth. We can't just skip over this. There's a lot to talk about in this series, and, and I'm gonna do my best by the help of the Holy Spirit. But can I be honest with you? This is easy for me. A lot of series aren't easy for me to preach because what I'm hearing is like, it's, it's like coming to me and then I have to release it. So there's a, there's a wrestling, there's a toiling, there's a sitting with the Lord, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing. You all better pray for your pastors. It's a good thing. This one, this is ingrained in my heart. I'm not saying I'm an expert. <laughs> I'm not saying I've grabbed it all, but I've learned this. I learned this lesson as a 24-year-old man. I almost said boy. I was a boy. I just got saved for two years. Two years I was serving Jesus, and I kept fig couldn't figure out why I was. And the Lord showed me his heart of generosity, and it blew my spirit up in the best way. So it's not hard for me to come in here and talk about generosity and talk about tithing and talk about caring for your finances. It's not hard. Why? Because I've seen it. I've experienced it. It will be a wrestling for some of you. It's okay to wrestle with the Lord. Did you hear me? It's okay to wrestle with the Lord. It's a good thing. But I believe this is gonna, this is gonna grow us. So, okay, let's jump in this week. You with me? You all right? Kingdom economy, it starts with the heart. And I, and I want to say this. I was changed at 24 by a teaching of a great man of God by, by Pastor Robert Morris down at Gateway Church. Pastor Robert Morris, um, back then, <laughs> it sounds like I'm old. I am, 36. I'm old. Some of you are. But did you know we used to have things called DVDs? I'm making those jokes that my parents used to make, right? Now it's like live streaming on YouTube. We, someone gave me a, a legitimately box with, with 12 DVDs in it. Have you, how many of you remember those? Like the teaching series. Anybody? Yeah. So it was given to me by my mentor, Lamoris Crawford, and he said, Jay, the reason why you're still hitting barriers is because your heart still has a lack of generosity. Go listen. At that time, I was living with a couple of roommates, buddies, and I came home and I said, guys, listen, sit down. We're all watching these DVDs. <laughs> They're like, what's the movie? I was like, generosity. They're like, I'm out, dude. See you later. <laughs> but I sat and I watched that teaching, and it changed my life. And so I'm going to, I've, I've communicated, like, I'm going to use his teaching a lot of ways. Is that okay? So, if, okay. So I just, I want to plug that man. That man is a great, it's a great church. All right, but open your Bibles. You got your Bibles open to Luke 6. You have your Bibles open to Luke 6? All right. I'm not going to tell you where we're going. We're going to read a lot of scripture, but I cannot talk or go into a series on generosity without first talking about our heart. Everything starts from the heart. Out of the heart, the man speaks. 
What is in the heart will come out of a person. All, hear me, some of you, you're getting squeezed in life and what's coming out you don't like, but it's been in you all along. He just needs to squeeze you to get it out of you. Because what's in your heart, it will come out. Can I tell you something? Be encouraged in that too. Like I've been telling some of our, our people, like the, the garden of your heart, the Lord will water it. He will water it. And two things will happen, good plants and weeds. And he waters all the same. The good thing is, is he is invite, you can invite him in to pull the weeds out. He'll keep the, okay? So our hearts matter before the Lord. We believe that. And this series cannot go further unless we allow the Holy Spirit to deal with our hearts. This is a heart issue. This isn't a habit that I'm trying to create, 10, 10 steps to create wealth. No, 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 this is a heart thing. You with me? Because you can, there are moments like, I, I tell people, go pray and it'll build your heart. <laughs> right? Give and it'll transform you. There are, th yes, but ultimately at the root of this thing, it's the heart. It's the desire and the affections of our heart that will make us be people full of generosity. Are you hearing me? It starts with the heart. So Luke 6, Jesus is teaching, and, he, and he's giving a whole context of what's happening. He's talking about loving your enemies. Do good to those that hate you, right? In, in verses 30, 27, forgive me. Don't withhold your shirt, right? Give to those that ask, right? You guys need to read your Bibles. Go read Luke 6, right? This is the context. So he's, he's teaching all this stuff. And then he gets to verse 36 and 38. That's where we're gonna go. Luke 6, 36 through 38. I think it'll be up on the screen. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Can I tell you? Hear that word today. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, everyone say forgive. And you will be what? This is the kingdom of God. This is the economy of God. Are you with me? And then he says, give, and it'll be given to you. I can't tell you how many times I have, <laughs> I almost said preachers, I have used that passage when it comes to giving. It's okay, but hear me. It says this, it continues on, a good measure, press down, Shaking together <laughs> and running over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Notice something crazy. That passages of scripture do not talk a single bit about money. Are you with me? Does it say money anywhere in there? Does, does it say currency? Does it say Bitcoin? It doesn't say anything. It talks about the heart. And it talks about the heart that what you give, you get. You with me? Like he says, not only will, will you get, but you'll get what you give, a good measure of it. Pressed down, <laughs> shaken together. I used to cut grass as a young boy. My, my dad, thank the Lord, he made me go work at the age of eight. <laughs> Somebody's like, that's child abuse. No, it's just hard work. Okay, um, and he said, you're bored, go start cutting the grass for the neighbors. You want allowance money? That's your allowance money, son. Pray for me, I need it in Jesus' name. And so I would be the kid, anybody else, that would fill the garbage, uh, the, gar the, the, the lawnmower, I've been in the city too long, I haven't run a lawnmower in a long time. I would, I would fill the lawnmower, ba lawnmower bag up so much, and then I would dump it into the lawn bag, right? Do you know what I'm talking about, those brown, 
bags that you fill up and you put, I would fill that thing up so much, press that thing down, shake that thing together, stomp on that thing so I could get more and more. Why? Because I was too lazy to go get another one. (laughs) But I'd make sure that thing was filled. Filled to the brim where I'm dragging it to the edge of the driveway to put it down. I get that image, like that's what happens when we give our hearts to the corruption of the world. That's what happens, that's what it looks like when you give your heart to condemnation, when you give your heart to judgment, when you give, when you give your heart to unforgiveness. That's what it looks like, you're just gonna reap back that pressed down, that shaking together, that bag that's really heavy. Some of you are living, can I say this? Some of you are living, not judgment of salvation, hear me, but some of you are you're, you're, you're eating what you've sown. It's okay. He wants to release it today. He's going to deal with it at the end here. He's already begun. But this passage of Scripture, like when I read that and I think about like what my heart should be like, my heart should be like that. It should be not a heart that wants to give judgment or condemnation or unforgiveness. It's a heart that wants to give everything that is good of the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Are you encouraged today? Like, this is, this is it. Our hearts get consumed with a lot of things. And the one thing that Jesus desperately wants to get inside of us today is the way that his kingdom works. What you reap, you will sow. That is a principle of scripture from beginning to end. Are you with me? That principle, I don't care how far people try to run from God, I can lit, I sit down with people. Believe it or not, I sit down with a lot of people. <laughs> I counsel a lot of people. And I literally can look at them and say, okay, that thing that you're dealing with, that's not the root. Let's go back to the root. When did that start? And I can trace back by the help of the Holy Spirit when they started sowing that thing. You will reap what you sow. Believers, non-believers, it's the principle of the kingdom. It's not some yogi master. This is like Jesus. You with me? You reap what you sow. You give what you, right? And so, so, so like, God is after our hearts being hearts that are full of just giving. Being hearts that give. Not to give to get, and I'll talk to them about that, but the kingdom of God is one of sowing and reaping. So, what are you giving today? What are you giving today? If you, if you just pause for a moment, close your eyes and say, what, what am I giving? What have I been giving? Because I want to host his presence. I I want to see revival in my home. I want to see revival in my family. I want to see God's spirit move among us. What am I giving? I want us to be a people that give a good measure of good things. And so in order to operate in the kingdom of God's economy, we need to have a heart that is filled with generosity. Okay, jump over to Deuteronomy 15. Go to Old Testament. Deuteronomy 15. Deuteronomy 15. Get there quick. I have some time. Are you all right? It's a heart. It matters. And can I tell you, young people, don't be just like so consumed with the culture that like while you scroll and while you look that it's not speaking to your heart. It speaks to your heart. Hear me. Hear me. Oh, like we, we believe in formation. That's one of our things. Like you'll, form, you'll be formed by something, both passive and actively. It'll speak to your heart. It might not speak like one moment. You might not reap it in one moment, but I'm telling you, if you keep listening to some of the nonsense, you will reap some stuff you want to reap. That's just another message. We won't take a second offering in Jesus' name. 
Deuteronomy 15. Old Testament. We're going OT. Because this, this, this giving, generosity, it's throughout the whole Bible. So this isn't a New Testament principle or an Old Testament principle. It's Bible principle. Are you with me? So Moses is giving what many say would be like his farewell speeches to the people of God. Showing them how to live. Teaching them how to do this thing. Right? It's crazy, actually. I want to just say this because like, I, was, I was putting this message together once again. And I opened up my Bible the day that I was putting together this message. And Deuteronomy 15 was on my reading plan. Is that crazy? I love God. I'm not like an all coincidence, but that is truly God. Okay? So, so listen, I'm gonna break this thing up into four things. Because I really believe it starts with the heart. So we need our hearts to be transformed today. Okay? But I'm not teaching from a, pas- a pas- passage where Moses is teaching people to give to the temple, to give to the church. It's not that. I'm teaching from a passage about giving one to another. A life beyond self. Did you hear me? Come on. How many of you know that this, these last couple years have made us just about self? And God's clearly calling his people to live it out. So, so, okay, four things we need to deal with today to release our hearts from things that are corrupt and receive a generous spirit. Are you with me? First and foremost, we need a releasing of a selfish heart. So Deuteronomy 15, verse seven, go there with me, it says this. If there is among you a poor man of your brethren within any of your gates in your land, which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart. Did you hear that? Nor shut your hand from your poor brother. Verse eight, but you shall open your hand wide to him. Everyone say wide. And willingly lend him sufficient for his need. Whatever he needs. Come on, that last, that last line's a little hard. Whatever he needs. Beware lest there be a wicked thought in your heart. Saying, and this is, a, this is a kingdom principle, the year of Jubilee, seven years, all debts were released. How many of you would like to go back to that in Jesus' name? <laughs> Nobody, just me? I'd love that thing. Bring that mug back. Like I, I'm like, seven years, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's what he's talking about. He's saying, hey, listen, do that, but, but don't operate with a heart that's wicked in your thought that says the seventh year, the year of release is at hand, and your eye will be evil against your poor brother and give him nothing. And he cries out to the Lord against you, and it becomes sin among you. So, so, so Moses is saying to the people of God, don't be a people that, that, that want to be generous, but oh, 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 seventh year's right around the corner. So you know what, brother? Derek, I don't gotta, I'm not gonna give you anything because I know year seven's right around the corner. You'll be just fine. You'll be just fine. Jubilee's coming. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's saying, hey, listen, listen, you gotta develop a heart that is released from selfishness. It says that wicked thought. Selfishness is wickedness. Can I say it that way? Oh, oh, I'll just bring it home. Like, I know when I'm selfish. (laughs) I know that's not the heart of the Lord. (laughs) Like, when I'm selfish in my marriage, when I'm selfish with my time with my children, when I'm selfish in whatever, it's just, just me. It's wickedness in my heart. I'm like, Lord, rip that thing out of me. Like, get it out of me. Because it's nasty. How many of you? Yes? There's two of us. He's saying to them, listen, you gotta, you gotta give. You gotta give. Don't don't let your mind go to that place where it's that wicked thought of like, oh, they'll be all right. Oh, they'll be taken care. Oh, somebody else will deal with it. This is not for me. It said if it's in your land, if it's in your fence, let me bring it home to city. If it's in your at your front door. Hey, homie, I need some food. Well, seven years is right around the corner, brother. Bless you in Jesus' name. Can I pray for you? 
<laughs> That's funny. Because some of us are asked of something, we're just like, we'll pray for you. No, do something. <laughs> Okay, that's another message. He says, listen, you, you gotta give. And the only way that's gonna happen is if you gotta be broken of a wicked heart, a selfish heart. Why did God talk 2,000 times about how we handle our money and resources and generosity? Anybody ever think that? Why? Why did God create giving? Why did he give? Because he's broke? Because, like, the power in heaven's gone out, and he's like, I gotta pay the bill. That's funny, but, like, you with me? Did you ever think, like, why? To snap selfish spirits out of our lives. That's why God talks about giving. Do you, are you with me? To become more like Jesus, he's like, listen, you gotta get the wicked heart out of you to become like Jesus. And that selfish, wicked heart will keep you from the things that I've called you to walk into. Are you with me? He gave us giving so that we can be broken of selfishness. Some of you don't like this. It's okay. But if we could come to grips with like, man, what would it look like for a community of people, a church, to be the most generous people in the world, not just grieving our hearts when we have to sign up for well to well, like, oh, I guess I should do it. I'm bored on Fridays. No. Lord, break selfishness in me. Get this heart of wickedness out of me. I don't want it. God created giving to break selfishness and greed in us. Selfish hearts will ultimately cause us to avoid becoming a generous giver and operating in God's economy. That's it. Like, like if you wrestle with the tithe and offering time of this church, can I encourage you? You might have a, <laughs> you might have a heart that's full of selfishness. It's not condemning. This is Bible. I didn't, I didn't write this. I wrote some of it, but I didn't write a lot like what I'm teaching, the, the Bible. And what happens in a selfish heart and what's happened in the mentality of the church is this, is this. It's this theology, give and get theology. Oh, this broke me at 24. This, this thing snapped out of my life at 24. Because, like, right, my parents, big tithers, believing it. I remember coming home from cutting grass with that yard bag full, having that $20 bills, and my dad would say, sit down, son. I'd say, why? He said, give me your money. I said, are you kidding me? He'd pull out his wallet. He'd get a 10, a five, and five singles. He'd say, okay, son, this is, I'm eight. I have a lot of plans for $20. <laughs> what do I need at eight? <laughs> it's like, I have big plans, Dad, don't you dare. He's like, two? Immediately, goes to the house of the Lord. Immediately. What? Two, goes into savings. What? Here's the rest. I was taught that at a young age. I was never taught, though, we give to get. In my entire life of growing up in a home where tithing and offering and generosity was huge, I was never taught give to get, but that thing has creeped into the church. Oh, if you give to God, if you tithe, you'll get back tenfold, a hundredfold, press down, shake it together. Maybe, but that's not the theology that God wants to create in us. Are you with me? Some of you give sporadically because you're in a crisis. He doesn't need your sporadic giving. He doesn't need your heart that's in a crisis that wants to give because now you're like, you'll just give it back. And then when he does it, you walk away disappointed. Oh, okay. See, see, what happens is, is the give to get theology creates back in us selfishness. 
Do you see how this works? So if I give without even expecting to get anything, to, it breaks selfishness. But I, if I give with re- asking something in return, it creates back in me that selfish spirit. And that's not the call. That's not what he would want for us. Like, like Jesus just came and he gave. Are you with me? Do we know Jesus is, he just came and gave. To anybody that would ask for him, he just gave. He just gave, he gave. Nowhere ever do I read of Jesus going, now minister to me. Pray for me now. Feed me now. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Can I get the, the worship team to just come up? Just the keys, just the keys. He doesn't do that. He just gives. Are you with me? Is this okay today? I don't want us to be a people that are like, I'm just gonna give to God because I know I'm gonna get something back. I, I want him to break that in us because it's broken in me. And so I don't give a lending hand to somebody that comes to my door and expect a return on my investment. Are you with me? Like this is some investment game. I, Rachel and I have, oh, I should share stories. I don't have time. Like there's been moments in our lives where we literally have been called upon to give. And it's like, I don't know how this is gonna work, but we're just gonna do it. Because why? I would rather have fast obedience with the king than be running a thousand miles the other way in disobedience and wondering how I landed. Okay, this isn't about giving to get. Young people, old people, people in between. This matters. We don't give to God a spirit of generosity. We don't carry a spirit of generosity to get something in return. He gave us everything. He's already given us everything. He's given us himself. He gave. So selfishness is not just your money. Selfishness could be you don't want to answer the phone call when the phone rings. I just, (laughs) this is going to be a big one. I know this phone call. I was on do not disturb. I didn't get it, brother. No, you saw it. (laughs) You saw it. That's a selfish heart. Now, I'm not sitting here saying you're like in a meeting at work, and you're like, I gotta take this or else I'm kidding. No. But like, right, our, our hearts matter, and our hearts gotta be released of this selfishness. Selfishness in heart doesn't just matter with your money, it matters with your life. I'm prepping this yesterday, and I come home, and Rachel's like, let's go to the park. Forgive this personal story. I was like, oh, no, I can't. And the Holy Spirit said, you better practice what you preach, brother. She's like, well, what do you have to do? I was like, nothing. (laughs) Bad excuse. And the Holy Spirit said, go to the park with your kids. Can I just be vulnerable? Rip that selfishness out of my heart. Anybody else? Okay, so first, we gotta just say, Lord, release it. Second, release my grieving heart. Okay, verse 10 says this in Deuteronomy 15. You shall surely give to him, and your heart should not be grieved. Did you hear that? Your heart should not be grieved. Be, it doesn't say if you want it to feel emotionally like, I'm just in tune with my emotion. No, don't let your heart be grieved when you give. Because for this thing, the Lord your God will bless you and put, bless you in all your works and all to which you put your hand. He's gotta deal with a grieving heart. He's gotta deal with the selfish hearts and then he's gotta deal with our grieving heart. Pastor Rob Moore says this when he taught this. He says this, selfishness attacks us before we give. And grieving happens after we give. It's like, it's like a sandwich, right? That you gotta like, just say, Holy Spirit, get me through this thing. 
Because selfishness will say you don't have enough. There's no way you can give. And then if you actually say yes to it, then comes in, just for me, oftentimes it's like a grieving heart. I remember the Lord, forgive the personal story, I remember the Lord, I, I was 26. Y'all, I was, can I, can I just be honest? I was making like really below the poverty line, for real. I was in Bourbon, Illinois, I had three roommates, I ate rotisserie chicken and white rice for four days out of the week. I wish I was still on that diet plan. But he's upgraded me in Jesus' name. I'm just kidding. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny. This is a, this is a topic thing. And I, I, was, I was praying on a Saturday. Church was Sunday. And the Lord said, I want you to pull your checkbook out. We had checkbooks back then. I want you to pull your checkbook out. And I want you to write this check for this amount of money. I said, are you out of your mind? That's, I talked to God though. <laughs> that, that was surely not the voice of the Lord. And he said, no, I want you to write this money. And I said, well, okay, okay, who? He said, don't worry about it. So just write the check. Once again, I'm not an expert. I'm not trying to, so I'm right. <laughs> I'm like pulling my hand away. I've already tithed, I've already. So write the check. So I go to church and immediately the presence of the Lord speaks to me. It says right there, that family, go give them the check. So I walked up to him after service and they know me and I'm walking up and I'm like Lord you can say a better word <laughs> hey um, I know this is awkward and weird but the Lord told me yesterday to, to give you this and you know people people can be don't let people determine what God says to you they're like oh no brother I can't take it and I'm like Lord did you no he said no Said, no, 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 you, you can hear me, because that, that happens, that happens. And I was like, no, no, you, ha you have to take this for my sake, <laughs> please. Because I, I don't, so I gave, I walked away like high-fiving people. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord, praise the Lord. Y'all think I'm kidding, and this is real. And I was like, yes, I obedience, God, thank you. Now, now give me the blessing. <laughs> I wake up the next day to two, not one, two flat tires. <laughs> There's a double portion, Murph, yes. <laughs> I could have I handled one. <laughs> I had a donut, right, a spare. Two? I gotta get this thing. That's hard. And immediately, the voice of the enemy said, you shouldn't have given that money. And I felt that spirit of grief start to bubble. And I felt the voice of the Lord say, shut it. Start listening to me. You did what I told you to do. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. I gave the exact amount of money that those stinking tires cost me. Remember what I said? Rotisserie chicken, white rice. Y'all think I'm lying. Just come, I'll share with you after. Now I'm stuck between like, man, I broke off this selfish spirit. Now I'm grieving. I don't want to grieve the Lord. I just, Lord, I want your heart. Can I tell you? A week later, I go to open my mail. I do. Listen, it's not give to get. I had a check 
from, to this day, I don't know, it was a grandma of a student I recruited from the university. She said, you changed my son, my grandson's life. I just felt the Lord prompt me to say, this is real church. I, this, the check was two times what I paid for those tires. Lord said, don't ever grieve again. Now it's hard. Now I'm not sitting up here saying I've never grieved. Oh, we've, we've been asked to give more. And I, I walk away going, oh, that really hurts. That one's gonna, whoo. No, no, no. Selfishness go. A grieving heart go. Bring me into a, this is a good word. I, I'm like, bring me into a space where I don't wanna grieve the heart of the Holy Spirit. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna praise and lift up the Spirit. I know I'm going along. Can I get, can I get five more minutes? Like, this is the heart that he wants us to have, not grieving him when he tells you to lend a hand to somebody. Like, oh my God, I gotta help this guy. I'm so late for work. No, maybe you should've went to bed earlier, set your alarm a little earlier, you wouldn't be late, help you out, right? Like, help, serve, give, and do not care what the outcome is or what you get in return. Grieving heart will keep you from the, from the power of the Lord. So, we gotta release a, selfish heart, we gotta break off agreement with a grieving heart, and we gotta develop a generous heart. And the way that happens is through the Spirit of God. Hear the word of the Lord, Deuteronomy 15, verse 14, you shall supply him liberally from your flock. Mind you, this is the friend that's come. This is the person that's come in need. And he says, don't wait for the year of Jubilee, now start to do something. And from your, now mind you, that word liberally means like open, big, like give, your flock. Do you know that that would have cost them a lot of money? We're scared of $5. That was probably a whole half a year, if not a year's wages of food. You with me? And give from your wine press. From what the Lord your God has blessed you with, you shall give to him. From what the Lord has blessed you with, give. Well, I don't have enough. That's poverty. And in the kingdom of God's economy, there's no poverty. Oh, you don't know my bank account? No, I don't. I don't, but I know him, and I know what he's given you, and every person has been given something by God. And so, yeah, maybe it is for some of you. It is a prayer, and it is a moment of giving your, your time, but for some, it's your treasure. It's your talents. It's giving what the Lord says to give. Are you hearing me, church? This is what breaks in us. It, it says in Luke 6, right? right? Like, like, if someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt for them. Give them your shirt, too. Wait, they just took my coat. Give him your shirt? Yeah, there's, there's a guy that in our, in our neighborhood, he came one day, he didn't have a jacket on, it's below zero out. I had a nice coat. And he said, give it to him. I was like, again? We're here again? He said, give it to him. I gave, and then I had a nice hoodie on. I'm, I'm, forgive me for the personal stories. I'm not trying to sound prideful. He said, give him the hoodie. I said, this one? I can go inside. I got some more hoodies on the shelf. I got, said that one. Because listen, you'll develop a generous heart when the giving actually hurts you. When it costs you. You'll actually experience the generous heart of the Father. That's why it's not hard for me to come into a room no matter what's going on and just be with the Father. It's not hard because I know what he's given me. He's given himself to me. Are you with me? This is gonna mess with you. It's okay. Like, what do we learn and teach our kids at a young age? Share. I have two. And now they're at the age where my daughter, she's, 
she's a year and a half. She's getting up there. She's, she's now ruling and reigning. And my son is four, and he's like, what is happening? And no longer is the conversation just towards Titus, share with Eden. It's now Eden. You better share that thing with your brother. We share, we, this, is, this is the conversation in my home 95% of the time. Share. Give it to them. Do this. Right? Parents, we teach this. We ingrain this in kids, and then we grow up as adults, and we forget it. Oh, Holy Spirit, let us not forget it. Let's have hearts of generosity, generous to give, generous to, to help, generous to support. Get out when it's, when it's below zero in the blizzard and you're, you're, you're flat person underneath you, the person that lives in that same building, right, is out there shoveling with a little spade shovel. Take your big shovel and go shovel with them. Be generous. It's the kingdom of God's economy. This is how this thing works. This is how revival, are you with me? This is how things change. When we captive, we were captive by a heart of generosity. Fourth thing is this. Develop a grateful heart. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us to be grateful. Right? Like, this is the thing I'm teaching my kids, too. <laughs> say thank you. Say thank you. Please, church, say thank you to people. <laughs> like, just, just be kind. Can we just start there? But above that, be generous. Like, when your waitress or waiter brings you the wrong plate, don't get all in your feelings and weird about it. Oh, I've sat, listen, I've sat with some people and I've been embarrassed, straight up embarrassed because I'm sitting there and they brought the wrong food. And it's like now my right to tell you you brought the wrong food. It's like, whoa, hold on. Hey, what's your name? You're doing amazing. Some of you have been out to eat with me. I don't, I do this with sir, like anybody. I just want people, I've been given him. Create a heart in me that's generous, grateful, a grateful heart. Shoot, be thankful that you even get to go out to eat. <laughs> like, thank the Lord when you walk into the restaurant. Like, thank the Lord. I walk in and plead the blood of Jesus because I got two kids with me, and I'm like, Lord, just protect this place. Help every server in this place. That's where I'm at in my stage of life. <laughs> Man, creating us a that is grateful. Are you grateful? Are you sowing gratitude? Are you sowing gratitude? Because listen, we're going to talk about giving and tithe, all that, but it starts with the heart. You want to follow Jesus? Have his heart. And his heart is one of gratitude and gratefulness. I'll close with this. Well, well, Verse 15, forgive me. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. How many of you remember where you've come from? Put your hand up if you have a story in the Lord where you've come from. Some of your hands are not raised. I know you. Put your hands up. You have been redeemed. You were in the land of Egypt, a slave, caught, trapped. And he says this. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Everyone say redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this thing today. He redeemed you. He redeemed you. He's redeeming you. <laughs> he's redeeming you today. And he's gonna redeem you tomorrow. And he's gonna redeem you the next week. That should stir up a heart of gratitude. Someone asked Rachel and I one time. They said, why do you give? 
why is it why is it something you do why do you open up your home to people to come and stay for long periods of time you know we moved to Chicago and we had 80 football players live with us for, for for me four years for us together is two years I was a resident director at the university we had 80 football players pray for Rachel so we never had our own apartment. It was their apartment, okay? And then we come to Chicago, and we're like, yeah, no kid, we're not, we don't have children yet. We're like, we're gonna, we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna have, go out to eat every night. <laughs> we're just gonna enjoy each other. Oh my gosh, we're gonna stare at each other's eyes. Two months we were here, three months, forgive me. And a situation came up. And someone needed a place to stay. And without hesitation, I looked at Rachel and I said, She's staying with us. She's coming in. And Rachel, Rachel was like, done. Who you marry matters. Because you want people that run the wood. And so he said, done. Easy. That turned from a night to a year and a half. Never once required rent. Never asked of any pain. Like, and that's just our story. I'm not here to tell you how to do life. But I remember the person came. They're like, why are you letting me live here? Why are you letting me eat your food? I was like, about that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's where I draw the line. He said, because I'll never forget what Jesus has done. What is it to gain everything and to have a whole bunch of stuff and to have my little house with my net, like all, to not give to those around? What, what is it gonna do for me? It's just gonna create more selfishness. He saved my life. He's redeemed me out of Egypt. He's brought me into this family. I've asked, that's why. So, so stay as long as you, well, let's talk some more about how long you're gonna stay. <laughs> It's not hard. It's not hard. It shouldn't be hard to be generous. That's how I want to learn. It shouldn't be hard to be generous. When you say, Lord, break that grieving heart, break that selfish heart, put in me a grateful spirit, and Lord, build in me, please, a generous heart, things start to change. Amen? Stand to your feet. This is the word of the Lord. And over the next couple weeks, we're gonna talk more about this. I'm telling you, there are series in our church that I would say like, this is a game changer. This one matters. This will change the atmosphere of your life, your home, your family, your marriage. I, I, like, I can say this with confidence, it's true. If you're willing to come in and sit under the teaching of the Lord and let the word of the Lord speak to you. I didn't teach anything out of my own thoughts. This is the Bible. Go read it. Deuteronomy 15, Luke 6. Open up the Bible. Just start to discover what the Lord says about a generous heart. You know what's really cool? We have the internet. You can just search generous hearts like, like scripture verses. There's a lot of them. Let him speak to you. But I'm telling you, church, this will, this will change us forever. So would you just do me a favor? I, I, we're going we're gonna to really dismiss in a moment. Just slip your hands up. Close your eyes. And just say, say simply this, Holy Spirit, 
Change my heart. Change your heart, Lord. Holy Spirit, change my heart. Oh, would generosity flow through us? Would it be our heart, a heart of gratitude, a heart of thankfulness, selfishness, and grieving spirits go from us? Where we have grieved, forgive us. Where we have been selfish, forgive us. Forgive me, Lord. Begin in me. Not just in my money, but in my time and my words, my love. Forgive me, Lord. And we're placing us a heart right now that's full of generosity, a heart full of gratitude. Oh, you've given us your life, Jesus. What else more? <laughs> what else more do we need? You gave it all. You gave it all. So our hearts say yes to that today. Grow this in us, Holy Spirit. Let us hold this truth high in our hearts to be people full of generosity. Holy Spirit, as the week goes forward and as we continue in this, I just pray for clarity and wisdom and your voice to speak louder than any other voice. I thank you that as we live with generous spirits in this day and age, in this culture, we will see evil and darkness fall at the name of Jesus. We love you, we honor you, and we bless you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.